This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. And here's Conrad Black, author, commentator, and historian who joins us traditionally at this time. Conrad, good afternoon. Good afternoon to you, John. So, Conrad, Boris Johnson, since the last time we spoke, uh, is now the leader of the U.K. He's a a friend of yours. Do you speak to him? Uh, I mean, not since he's been installed, no, but I did did the week before. So what do you make of it? I mean, uh, he's a rather ebullient character. He's a a fun-loving guy, and it's good. I mean, compared to, you know, uh, the rather dour uh, and, uh, I don't know, listless... uh, Theresa May there, and uh... I wouldn't want to disparage her. She she did her best, but she made some terrible tactical errors. I mean, she get, she made it clear at the beginning that she had to have a deal. Now, you know, if you if you're buying a car or seeking to rent a condo or buy a condo or something, the thing you don't do is is make it clear to the person you're trying to buy from that you have to have it. And that's what she did with Brussels, and they put her to the wall. And then she called an election, which she shouldn't have done, and then she lost him, please, lost her majority doing it. So so she wasn't tactically good. I mean, I think she was a, you know, I think she was a capable and dutiful person, uh, and not to be disparaged. But, you know, as they say in Quebec, pas un chef, you know, you've got to have a leader here. And <laughs> Boris is a strong leader. Well, all right, we're going to find out, because, I mean, he's got a drop-dead date of October 31, Halloween. He says, uh, deal or no deal, they're leaving the EU. You it's believe trick it? trick-or-treat in Brussels. All right, you think he can pull it off? Yes, I mean, the fact is, he doesn't have to do anything. I mean, the deadline is there. All he has to do is not ask for an extension, which they probably wouldn't give anyway, and he doesn't want. He's happy to leave. He, 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 remember this, uh, John, the British public... 52% voted to leave, 48% voted to remain as they were. Nobody voted for a compromise. No one was asking for a compromise at that point. And, and, uh, and he has a mandate to leave. Now, his, his own parliamentary party, the Conservative Party, about two-thirds of their members were Remainers. And, and uh, that's probably softened a bit with a change of leadership, but, but it's there. But uh, if, if they're stupid enough to vote down a government of their own party, uh, he goes to the polls in alliance with Nigel Farage of the Brexit Party. And, and uh, while it was very narrow, 52-48 in the referendum, if you impose the electoral map on that, there's 600, approximately 630 MPs, and over 400 of them are in constituencies that voted to leave. So if, if his own party, if the Remainers in his own party double-cross him in Parliament, he, he'll go to the country with Farage and a coalition, and, and, and they'll sweep the country. I mean, he is going to do it. And the official European position is, we've made an offer, take it or leave it. Well, the Parliament of the UK has rejected it three times. And uh, if they're not going to modify the offer, you just run out the clock. All right, because they say they're not going to budge, and uh, you're dispelling any prospects of a mutiny against Boris Johnson. Well, I, I'm saying they may do it, but if they do, uh, uh, he'll be reelected with a big majority, and, and probably the people who vote against him, for the most part, would be people not returned to Parliament. So, Conrad, what would be the economic or political fallout uh, of leaving, let's say, worst-case scenario, no deal? 
Yeah, I don't see that as such a terrible case, by the way. Well, I, 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 don't, I think he, uh, he made clear in Parliament yesterday that all those Europeans in Britain now, uh, on the basis of, of the easy movement, between Europe and the UK, would be would their status as far as the government of the United Kingdom was concerned would not change. They were welcome to they were welcome to stay in Britain, and 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 more Europeans would be welcome in Britain in this respect. Even if even if Britain was no longer part of the EU, that particular part of the arrangement, as far as Britain would concerned, would continue. Now that set at ease a good many minds, and, and people I know, include I'm a cousin of mine who lives in England. I happened to see this past week, and and um, she was very concerned about you know she often goes on holidays in Italy and France and Spain and so on, and, and she, you know she didn't want to go back to having to produce visas. And I, and I said, look, are you out of your mind? I mean, the the ten times as many British go to take holidays and on the Mediterranean in particular, as, as the reverse flow. Do you think that, the, that these people are going to make it harder for the British to come? I mean, they, they, you know, they may not always be welcomed with open arms by the famous hospitality of Paris hoteliers, but they're certainly happy to get their money, and, and, and they're not going to obstruct that. I mean, it's not as if we're going back to, you know, the, the Napoleonic Wars here in a trade blockade. Well, but Conrad, there is that issue between Ireland and Northern Ireland, Northern yeah, Ireland, part of the U.K. it's rubbish, John. It's an invention of Mark Carney and, and, and Philip Hammond. I mean, the, the, the Republic of Ireland is very careful who they let into the country. Uh, they, 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 they don't let in people that they think are just going to become uh, drains to the welfare system. And that's all that the British are concerned about. The British would be perfectly happy if the entire population of the Republic of Ireland was, was traveling, holidaying, or, or moving to the UK. And, the, and Britain has no intention of imposing tariffs on the EU, so you don't need a border. Now, if the Republic of Ireland suddenly you know, behaved like uh, these Democratic candidates for president in the US and said, we've got no borders anymore, come one, come all, it doesn't matter to us if you have any skills, can speak the language uh, or, or anything, or, or indeed a, a practicing violent criminal, come along. And, and uh, then the British would have to do something about it, but the Irish aren't going to do that. Again, with Conrad Black, author, commentator, and historian. All right, you referenced the Dems in the U.S. I got to ask because uh, this was not one of the high water marks for their aspirations to dethrone Trump. I'm talking about the Mueller testimony before Congress earlier this week. What did you make of it? A complete catastrophe. Uh, and uh, I actually, uh, you know, I've been pretty critical of the way Mueller's handled this whole business, but I, I felt the sympathy for him. One does for a a man with a distinguished career who's who's uh, who's starting to slip, you know, and, and uh, they had absolutely they had to be out of their minds bringing a man in that condition in to take the questions he was going to get, and uh, he didn't know the, it was no familiarity with fusion GPS, couldn't recall the word conspiracy, uh, on which the whole fatuous inquiry was based, incidentally, on a conspiracy that didn't happen, as he has said. I, I, thought it, I thought it sank the whole thing once and for all, but in the perversity uh, of the Trump haters, uh, it is clear that they think it's going on. And they actually think that they can go somewhere with impeachment. Well, they tra- in fact, today, earlier today, just a few hours ago, they uh, moved forward on that to investigate uh, grounds to continue to uh, 
push forward for impeachment. I mean, uh, against, I guess, the advice of even some more moderate factions of the Democrat Party. Seems like this guy, Jerry Nadler, and uh, others are really pushing this well, thing forward. Don't confuse me with the facts. I, I mean, to some degree, they're, they're having factual slippages. The only justification for an impeachment trial in the U.S. Senate with a chief justice presiding is if there is a, a serious argument uh, of the same level as you would get uh, to to establish the the uh, legitimacy of an indictment in a in a normal criminal case on the basis of high crimes and misdemeanors that's the constitutional phrase though it's never been clearly defined but it means what it says high crimes and there is not one shred of evidence of a high crime by trump he's been completely cleared on the on the main issue of uh, possible conspiratorial collusion with a foreign government to affect the results of the election is a total fabrication. And, and uh, the rest of this fussing around about, uh, about obstruction of justice is just nonsense. And we, so we, on the one hand, we have people uh, reformulating um, the whole concept of high crimes. And on the other hand, you have them demoting the idea of removing a president from office as one would remove a person convicted of a crime from a from a position to incarcerate him uh, as if it was just a vote of no confidence in a parliamentary situation and it, it, the, at some point somebody and maybe the supreme court or it may be the overwhelming majority of the senators or it may be a barely adequate majority in the house but at some point someone is going to say this is nonsense and it's got to stop I mean, well, if you want to get rid of trump i understand that but do it the old-fashioned way, try and defeat him in an election. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do that either, but they have a right to try. Yeah, but the idea behind this, as I can see it anyway, is that, you know, they just want to keep this thing festering like an open wound uh, right into the election season. And, you know, for a lot of people who don't get into the weeds or aren't policy wonks or understand the intricacies, they'll just say, well, the president's still having to face this whole prospect of impeachment and blah, blah, blah. So it doesn't accrue to, you know, it may just be the form of character assassination, I guess you could say. I, I, I congratulate you. I think that is very perceptive. And I'd add one point. I think they're trying to carry it on in the hope that it will delay the indictments that are coming. And they, uh, that are, are, in my opinion, almost certainly coming for the people who perpetrated this scam in the first place. Well, that's the DNC and Hillary's camp. And, and, and look, the national intelligence, central intelligence, uh, Brennan and Clapper both lied to Congress, and they have admitted that they lied to Congress. That is an offense. They were under oath, you know. I mean, it's a serious offense. Uh, the, 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 uh, McCabe is already in front of the grand jury. Comey lied to Congress. A number of them, including Comey and McCabe, were in, involved in what is clearly a, a, a series of false, uh, fraudulent applications for, for foreign intelligence surveillance warrant. And, uh, I mean, these are serious matters, and they did it. I mean, Mrs. Clinton undoubtedly lied to federal officials about her emails. Uh, that is a serious offense. And they're all, they're all going to, they're, you know, they're all going to be called on it. Well, we hope so. I mean, uh, they'll be hoisting their own petard because uh, the Dems like to say nobody is above the law. God, I got tired of that line. No one, <laughs> the president and the president's advocates aren't asking to be above the law. They're asking for the application of the law. Mm -hmm. And the law does not enable, uh, a, a, you know, a, a rabid group of uh, uh, sort of off-duty fox hunters uh, to, to claim 
I don't like this guy. He says nasty things. He t- he told the congresswomen to go home when, in fact, they were American citizens, naturally, as congresswomen would be. Uh, and, and never mind, they don't want the census to ask whether you're a citizen or not. At least you still have to be a citizen to be in the Congress. Uh, and therefore, I don't like him. We're going to impeach him. That isn't a high crime or misdemeanor. Well, as you say, uh, that's a dog that won't hunt, and yet they still want to pursue it. Conrad, got to let you go. Hope you'll stay cool this weekend. Have a good one. We'll talk tomorrow, uh, next week. Thanks so much, John. Good you weekend it. to you. You got it. Conrad Black, author, commentator, and historian. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 